Welcome in episode 70 Really Honest Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz. In case you forgot, I am joined by my co-host, the man in the myth. Always a legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, do not call it a comeback, folks. This is a football show. Always has been a football show. We took a little off-season hiatus, if you will, uh, with the fans, the listeners, etc., the pundits, are cramming for, a, for another podcast. So we're back. The deliver to the people, Aaron, my friend. How you doing, dude? I'm. I would say I'm well rested, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much not, even though we've taken you know almost half a year off. But hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to get back to it. As you said, you know, right in the at the beginning of the the NFL season and and you know end of college football. So we're we're ruined to go, and uh, hopefully the fans, you know, if there's any left at this point. We'll, uh, we'll catch this this episode here. Hey, if there are any if there aren't any left, it's okay. We'll get it. We'll get them back eventually after our uh, <laughs> podcast hibernation, if you will. Uh, but this, as Aaron said, this is the most exciting time of the year, uh, where hope springs eternal, as they say. As the Jets are getting ready to go, you know, twelve and five. Eagles are going thirteen and four. All is right in the world. We got Penn State. Uh, Getting dubs already week one uh, behind Clifford, the big red dog, and uh, James Franklin. So we're uh, this podcast, I would say, is in a great headspace. I would say this evening, today, whenever you're listening to this podcast this morning, we're going to highlight all things uh, that we're looking at weeks, I guess it would be zero and one of the uh, college season, uh, college football season, and then Talk a little baseball, maybe to round out the show, is uh, the Orioles are making a playoff push and the Yankees are attempting to uh, remain in the, in the playoff push, so to speak. Uh, but, Aaron, let's uh, chuck out a couple of – we'll get a couple of Jets and Eagles takes. would love to just warm up with a couple of Jets-Eagles takes out the gate here. Give me a, give me a two-minute State of the Union on the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, where we sit. What you're looking forward to, and maybe maybe throw out a couple of X factors uh, that if all all goes right, the Eagles will be successful. If this or that happens, yeah, man. I mean, it's um, as far as the Eagles are concerned, um, it's probably one of the loudest off seasons they've had. Uh, probably bringing it back to the the 2017 campaign, you know, uh, of the Super Bowl victory there against the Pats. Um, so you know, just adding a bunch of players. Uh, the draft, obviously, you know, getting Jordan Davis in there on the defensive line, uh, defensive tackle position, and then um, Nicobe Dean, the draft pick uh, the, of the linebacker out of Georgia, the national championship. But both those kids coming from that same school, pretty pretty cool there. Um, obviously, you know, signing A.J. Brown on, or, uh, you know, trading for A.J. Brown on, on draft night was, was a highlight as well. A, a guy that's, you know, pretty much proven himself as a, a good receiver, you know, very good receiver, physical guy uh, in, in this league. So uh, I think, you know, all in all, to, to try and summarize it pretty quickly, uh, they've added a ton of pieces um, and, and both sides of the ball, really, um, and got rid of, obviously, Jalen Rager, who is a absolute uh, anchor, like dragging this team down. 
so that's a good thing too. Uh, it, it really rests <laughs> on, on Jalen Hurts to uh, step up to the plate this year. Uh, I've been a little bit, uh, you know, I know he's a young player and things. I, I just don't know uh, if I'm sold on him. I wasn't really sold on him in college, even though he, you know, he did ball out. I'm not going to take that away from him. It's just like, we have this conversation on the pod a lot. I think, um, you know, is he the guy? Like we, we bring up certain guys, you know, certain, certain quarterbacks in the league. And we say, is this the guy? Is that the guy? Um, he's really going to answer that question. I think this year, whether he is or whether he's not. So um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about this season. I, I think they could, you know, take the division. Uh, it's pos- definitely up for, for grabs. I do fear Wentz probably a little bit more than I should for whatever huh. reason. Why? And obviously Dallas will, will be there and, and, and they're not going anywhere either. But I think they took a little bit of a step back losing Randy Gregory. Uh, and, and, you know, I think their offensive line has gotten older. I don't know if it's gotten much better. Um, so all in signed, all, I think. No, go ahead. So they, they signed your boy, Jason Peters. Jason, 58-year-old Jason Peters out there. <laughs> Uh, he'll probably, I'll, I'll say over under, he plays six games. I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I, the guy is a walking room, man. No, no doubt about it. That guy is going to know the trainer on a first name basis. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I think they compete for the division. I don't know how far we go from there, but, um, I'm still not, I'm still not, like, I should be more excited than I am, I think, but I just, uh, I have, I'm one of those people, you, I, I got to be proven proven uh you know they got to prove me wrong almost that, that they are as good as they they seem to be and and on paper they look good but um that's that's just where i stand a lot longer than two minutes but uh yeah i try to make sense of all that that's no I, I love it I, I would say the eagles had uh more i i guess more of like an active one of the more active uh off seasons than any other team in the, in the league had i would say positive obviously more than anything else i mean getting uh our Sega Whiteside out of there, getting Rager out of there. Uh, you know, so got Devontae Smith. Obviously, AJ Brown. Your defense is is going to be away. I I I would look out for the Eagles this year. Uh, I know you mentioned the the biggest question mark and and whether it's a question mark or not, but um, there's obviously Jalen Hurts and what what he can kind of put together this year. So uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited. You know, you obviously coming off. Uh, I mean, you guys made. I mean, you were like nine and what eight last year. So. I think you guys maybe squeak out a couple more wins and, you know, I, I would look to you guys probably to, as a favorite to win the division, I would say Washington, certainly not. I would say uh, Dallas, certainly not giants. I do like Brian Dable a lot. I think he's an absolute uh, genius on the offensive side of the football. I know the talent might not, might not compete with Philly, but um, I think they're probably right there too. So it'll be an interesting NSC East uh, year, which I feel like it always is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just, I don't know. I, it's still, uh, everything's still fresh. I think with Sirianni and, uh, yeah, I, I really, really don't like Jonathan Gannon. I, I this, this guy, <laughs> every time dude, head coaching dude, interviews, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm wait, dude. I pray to God. Somebody makes mistakes. <laughs> it'll be the biggest. I told you so ever, man, that, that team will, that team will suck so bad. I, I, <laughs> I'll put I'll put all my chips in the middle of the table on that. But um, <laughs> let's let's switch gears. Let's go to the AFC to to your uh, your neck of the woods per se with the uh, the Jets 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 Jets. 
What do you I would say, I would say I, I would feel a whole hell of a lot better if the maintenance worker at uh, Lincoln Financial Field wasn't egregiously <laughs> terrible at his job. Um, Zach Wilson takes a step on the field and uh, he shatters his ace. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, seriously, it is a little like, I don't want to say like awkward starts the season. It's almost like when Darnold got mono after game one. It's just like, you're, you know, your you're franchise quarterback, number two pick, so to speak, is in the second season. You want him to get off to such a good start, build momentum, and hopefully show signs of taking a leap. And then he's out for like half the half of training camp, misses two preseason games, misses joint practices. It's just like an awkward uh, start to the season. Um, but it's just – it's just kind of uh, it's just kind of interesting. I mean, having Flacco start too is like kind of funny, especially probably against the Ravens. Um, but I'm excited for the group overall. Like, I mean, they had a great draft. Obviously, you can't say it's a great draft until these guys play a year or two. But um, by all accounts, got some great talent on paper. I think Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, and then Corey Davis are like going to be a low key like kind of weapon of a wide receiver room. And I think C.J. Uzama coming from the Bengals and Tyler Conklin uh, coming from the Vikings at the tight end spot are legitimately going to give us, like, a good tight end tandem, like a better-than-average tight end tandem for the first time since, like, Dustin Keller in, like, 2011. Um, I I would read you off the names of our tight ends the past 10 years, and you'd be like, those guys probably work at the local shop right back in groceries. Like, you would (laughs) have never heard of them. That's how bad our tight ends have been. Um, then on defense, like Carl Lawson coming back, drafting Jermaine Johnson, Quinn Williams, uh, John Franken Myers, Sauce Gardner. Hopefully, you know, seems like the real deal. We got DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead. So we have guys now for the first time in like, you know, ever. Um, it's just their schedule is just so brutal. Like they play the AFC North, um, NFC North for the first like, you know, eight out of 10 weeks. Obviously, playing the Bills twice, Dolphins twice. Hopefully, we can beat the Patriots and split um, with them. But I, I think their schedule is just so much tougher than than a lot of other teams that they might win a lot of close games. Um, or I'm sorry, they might lose a lot of close games. It might be in them, but I wouldn't say their record is going to reflect um, kind of the quality of the roster. And I mean, similar to Jalen Hurts, the, the question mark starts and ends with with Zach Wilson. If this kid becomes a 4,000-yard, you know, 25-touchdown guy, uh, then they're going to win some fucking football games. If he's a 2,500-yard guy with, with 15 touchdowns, they're going to lose a lot of football games. So I think it's – Douglas has done a good job of just, like, supporting him. Um, and, you know, obviously losing Becton doesn't help, but signing a guy like Dwayne Brown to kind of make up for that is, is great. Um, so it will be interesting to see, like, what, what happens once they can get going. I'm just – I'm just leery because every single year it feels like this team starts off so slow. Like last year getting wiped by, you know, Sam Darnold and the Panthers and losing to the Patriots by a billion. It's like the season was over after the first like three weeks. So, you know, play the Ravens week one, obviously going to be tough, very much hoping for a close game. And then we play the Browns in, in week two. Um, obviously they're without Deshaun Watson. They got Jacoby Brissett out there trying to lead the squad. They have a good roster outside of him, but I'm hoping – we can snag a game there and, and kind of be 500 at least uh, to start the season. So, like I said, it's like a cautious optimism. Um, but again, it, it definitely, the success kind of starts and ends with uh, Mr. Zach Wilson to say the least. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I mean, um, 
you got to be excited about sauce. I mean, dude, uh, Robert, or yeah, Robert, Coach Sala, I should say. Uh, he was sure he was pretty damn excited to, I think maybe just to yell his name. I don't know, maybe it's some infatuation <laughs> about his name, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think you guys, I mean, it obviously them adding the, the extra game, what was that just last year? Um, yeah, it kind of makes like records weird and it makes for a long, like, yeah, it's only one more game, but in the NFL, one more game is, is substantial, I would say, just because of injury and. And those guys are beat up by probably week six, seven, eight. So um, it's going to, you know, obviously I think you guys probably get better. I, what, what I'd be looking for, kind of like what I'm looking for with, with, with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts is just obviously getting the, the guy more experienced. I mean, they're, they're basically kids uh, still at this point. And, um, uh, you know, just getting – I think the biggest thing for these guys is like really learning the game because it's such a – a different game at it and in the NFL than it is college. So like, it's, you know, obviously the X's and O's, but just the speed of the game. And if they can just get, I think confidence is, is such a key thing for these, these younger guys. And it's, it's not something I think that comes easy. I think you see a guy like uh, Joe Burrow, make it look extremely easy or uh, who's, who's uh, drawing a blank. Uh, the chart uh, chargers. Her- quarterback. Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. I can, I can never remember his name for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the kid. I love the kid, but I can never remember his name. But um, yeah, like I see Herbert, I see Burrow. Uh, like you saw Trevor Lawrence go through absolute like you know hell last year. So right. it, it's it's definitely like for these younger guys, just playing more. You know, you want your team to compete, but just you know have a at least uh, an upgrade over last season. I think that's your your goal right now, and something to build on. I, I do like I do like Coach Sala. I, I just hope he can kind of weather the storm because they sometimes don't stick with coaches for long, which right. I understand, it. I understand, but it, it's, it's very tough. And, and now with the bills being so damn good and obviously the Patriots are probably going to be at least decent. I, I probably wouldn't say they'd be shitty. Um, and dolphins have upgraded. So it's just right. such a deep league, man. And it's, and you're, it's always, it's always difficult, but it, I feel like it's getting more difficult for, for everybody really. So. Hundred percent. Um, and before we go on and pick a couple games, I think we'll pick a few games each here, and then we'll maybe give a little diatribe about how each team might might fare this season, just the outlook of of a couple teams, especially maybe some contenders, maybe some hot takes along the way, as this podcast usually provides. But real quick, give me a give me a record prediction for the Eagles. Record prediction with the set now. Uh what uh 18 or 17 game technically 17 games right yes sir 17 18 weeks 17 games right right still hard for me to get used to i don't know why it's so uh, brutal it's so brutal <laughs> it, it, you can't go 500 that's why it's like it's a little bit weird um see my gut my gut feeling is telling me uh, see i don't want to say it man i might be off here but I'm gonna say we go ten and seven. Ten and seven. Sheesh. All right, I, all right, all right. Eleven and I'm six. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, 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 I was kidding. I, I might be might be selling yourself short a little bit there. I don't. I guess I don't know how tough the schedule is, but I know the Giants have an easy one, so I feel like yours is probably similar. We play. So, so I'll I'll run you down the opponents real quick. Oh, give week. it to me. Give it to me. Lions week one. Vikings week two. Commanders three. 
Jaguars four. So that that that's not bad. But then it goes at Cardinals, then Cowboys come to Philly, then Steelers come to Philly, then we play Texans on the road, back to the Commanders, then Colts on the road, Packers at home, Titans at home, Giants away, Bears away. Yes, yeah, the schedule's actually more I look at it now. I'm going to rephrase. I say we win 11, at least 11, maybe at least 11. I'll, I'll stick to 11. But Love then it. Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints. There's really no, like, uh, you know, playing the Cardinals probably would be a difficult. Uh, Cardinals are good early in the season at, at the very least. But 100%. and the Colts, the Colts are probably better coached than we are, uh, more disciplined, just a well-rounded team. So they probably get us. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of these games, are they're winnable on paper. Uh, it's just – once again, I, I'm still not. I don't know, man. It's it, it just I don't. I don't have that much trust in this team. So that's just where I stand at the moment. I love it. I I stand by us. I, I still think you guys are compete for a division title. Um, I know some some of the media might be still crowning the Cowboys, but I just I think they're taking a step back. I don't see it as much. I know they have some great players um, on the offense side of the ball outside of CD Lamb. Uh, I don't see much. I know Gallup's hurt right now. Um, their tight end, Schultz, is pretty good. But um, you really don't know what Zeke is at this point. Their offensive line is a massive question mark. So I don't, I don't hate that at all. I think you're, you're probably spot on. And uh, it'll be good to at least have one good team to root for on this podcast. We'll see, man. We'll see. But, but give me uh, – I, I think you're – overall, you're probably more optimistic than me just in general with, with regarding these, you know, sports and – in the record, so I, uh, what? Uh, what do you see in the, in your Jets crystal ball this season? I'm gonna go seven and ten. Seven and ten. I'm gonna count off the wins here. I'm gonna go Browns as one, Steelers as two. Uh, yeah, that might be a bold move. Uh, one <laughs> one of the Patriot games as three, the Bears as four. I like that. The Vikings is five. The Jaguars is six, and the Lions and the Lions is seven. There you go. I mean that that could very easily uh, come to fruition. All that's those. counting two losses to the Dolphins. That's counting a loss to the Seahawks. Two losses to the Bills, obviously. Loss to the Ravens. Loss to the Packers. Loss to the Bengals. Loss to the Broncos. Loss to the Pats. So our, our schedule lightens up like November, December, but there's a fucking great chance we're going to be like two and 10. So <laughs> uh, I could see us winning, you know, we play the Lions, Jaguars and Seahawks back and Dolphins to finish the season. I can honestly see us winning those four games. Uh, but again, it might be a lost cause at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, man. I mean, like we, like we talked about that division has gotten, with the Bills being such a juggernaut now, like we're, I know, I think what well, you picked them to win this, the whole thing last year, um, you know, pretty damn close to getting there. So, um, yeah, man, it, it, it's, I, I see, I see why you say seven and 10. I, I'm hopeful for you that it, that it is seven and 10. That's not, that's not a dumpster fire at that point. So, um, no, I would take seven and 10 in a heartbeat. Dude, I feel, I feel for you. Like you guys deserve better than that though. Like I, not right now. I understand. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to shit on you, but you know what I mean? Like, as as a fan base, you guys deserve a, a 10 and 7 year. Like, I hope that 
I, let me just say, I hope that's coming for you. Yeah, I, you will, I will say this. We, we just dealt with the Darnold debacle. That's for three <laughs> years. I right. would say, I would say this. If Zach Wilson isn't a clear cut guy after the season, I think we need to draft fucking figure out a way to draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, if that's his name from Alabama, or so, or like one of the top, one of the top quarterbacks. Like I just I think after this year, you you might have a good idea of if he's if he's the guy or not. Yeah, and I and I really do like the kid. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I told you from day one, like I was not, I wouldn't even have rolled the dice on Sam. Though I just, I, Sam Darnold wasn't it for me. He looks like the part, but he, he, I just, he's not the part. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's like huge guy. He can throw the ball a mile long, but I, I just don't, didn't think he was the guy. And he, ha, you know, obviously he's proven that. Um, but at the same time, like Zach Wilson. I, I just think the upside's there. It's just can he put it together? I don't. That's the real question. Yeah, it's um, and we'll get we'll get over we'll get to some other games here, obviously. But that's just that. Call it what you will. I I think that the the GM's been there for a little bit. It'll be the coach's third year after the season. The pressure in New York. I just think there's going to be, you know, they're going to have to identify what the fucking weaknesses of the team are. You know, we, we've gotten better on paper and, and better players. Uh, and I just don't think that the fan base and the owners and are just going to stand for, for mediocrity uh, much longer. Um, because if you keep it the same and you have the same result next year, then they're definitely fired, in my opinion. Yeah, man. It's it's so, like, do you hang on to these coaches? Do you not? So, yeah, I get it. It's it's tough. It's a, it's a win. It's a win-now league. Like, you can't – if you have two down years, it's like, all right, people start asking questions, you know. So. 100%. All right, we'll get into the picks here. Uh, we'll, like I said before, we'll dive into some outlooks for a couple of these teams, uh, preview some of the matchups, starting with, with Thursday night. Um, we'll give an outlook on kind of the Rams, Bills here, maybe our, our pick a little bit. Uh, on Amazon Prime, this game, I believe, with uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, the uh, dynamic duo calling this game. So that should be kind of fun. Uh, Rams, Bills. Rams raising the banner, um, obviously, and uh, the Bills. Uh, arguably, this is this is probably my uh, arguably like favorite to to be the Super Bowl matchup of the season. I know it's probably like an easy pick, and everyone their mother is going to pick these two teams. But um, until the Rams prove otherwise, I, I know they got a little bit worse in terms of talent. Obviously, losing Von Miller to the Bills. Ironically, losing Odell, but getting Allen Robertson, Cooper Cup is going to be a wagon again. Um, Cam Akers is healthy. Hopefully he can stay healthy for the full year. Higby at the tight end position. Their defense with Ramsey, uh, their linebackers. I think they have Bobby Wagner now, which yeah, is that, crazy. Um, they, I think they basically, like, they basically traded off like Von Miller and then signed Robinson and Wagner, which is like fucking nuts, but – um, and then the Bills, like Josh Allen, obviously a wagon, like Diggs, McKenzie, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, like James Cook they drafted. Like you could go on and on about this offense, the defense, like their D-line's crazy now with Von Miller, uh, Hyde and Poyer at the safety position. I would say corners, like up in the air for me with Trey White still hurt, I believe. They drafted the kid out of Florida, Elam, who hasn't really taken – 
stranglehold of the starting job opposite Trey White there. So um, if there was one qualm I'd have with the Bills, it'd be at the cornerback position. But you can always disguise it with safety help and shit like that. So they'll figure it out. Uh, it's turned into just like basically how like Christmas Day is with the NBA where um, the Bills are somehow a favorite on the road. Uh, they're minus two and a half. I, I kind of like taking the Rams there at plus two and a half. I'd love your thoughts on that, Aaron, but obviously two juggernauts. And uh, I don't think there's a better matchup to have to like kick off the season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you, you bring up the, the spreads there. I, I think taking the Rams at, at plus two and a half is, is a pretty solid pick. I mean, you got to think the, the Rams, like you said, raising the, raising the trophy, you know, raising the flag per se um, at home week one, you know, all the momentum in the world. I mean, everybody's going to want to beat the Rams this year. Obviously that's like, they have a target on their back more than, more than they ever have, you know, recent in recent history. But um, yeah, I mean, if you take them plus two and a half, basically they win, they, they get it. So I think they probably do win this game. It's probably a shootout. It's probably, uh, you know, you're probably talking like 40, 48, 41 type of 42, something like that. Um, I think it's like going to be not as close as, as they think. I think the Rams will pull away with, with the help of Allen Robinson, but um, obviously that's a huge addition. Uh, But yeah, that Bill's defense, maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe that Bill's defense is, is actually, you know, absolutely insane, I should say, or, or big time because, They've been good in, in years past, and now they've just bolstered that. Von Miller coming over. Um, yeah, it, it, it's the, – the Bills are, are definitely something to be reckoned with. Both these teams are absolutely loaded on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So, it, it should make for a, a, a great uh, first game. But I, I do like that pick of, of taking the Rams uh, plus two and a half. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe the Bills come out and, and shock the world and, and light them up. You know, we'll see. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I also will say that Aaron and I have been no strangers to uh, shitting on broadcast tandems, if you will. So if Amazon <laughs> does a bad job, I think uh, we will be saying something about that, to say the least. But again, I'd like to first. Get, no, uh, no, no, no. I'd like to get what uh, what do you feel about? I, see, I'm a big Kirk Herbstreit guy, but for him to do NFL, I, I, I mean, obviously we're talking about the same game, just a different level here, but. Like what, how do you, how do you like that? Like him going to the NFL. And for me, the less I got to see Chris Collinsworth or hear his voice, the better. Uh, So I don't hate that, but that's, that's just my hot take on that. So. I love Kirk Herbstreet. Um, I, I, I think usually it would be like, it was weird when Joe Tessitore went to Monday night football. It was weird when fucking Steve Levy went to Monday night football. Like it's weird when, (laughs) guys make that college transition but i feel like it's not gonna be weird with him because he's such a professional yeah Uh, and i just feel like he knows so much about football that it's just not gonna matter what level he could be fucking commentating pop warner i would listen to it nine times out of ten because it's kirk herbstreet and al michaels is obviously the goat in my book um so i think it's a massive get for them uh it's an interesting pairing. I think like they're probably gonna have to take a couple games to shake out their chemistry. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm assuming they're doing a bunch of like practice games and shit like that, but I feel like there's no time when the, like when the bright lights are on. So I feel like it might take a couple weeks to, to 
for that to shake out, but I love the pairing on paper for sure. Yeah, like I, I agree 1,000%. Kirk Herbstreit is uh, as professional and as smooth, I think, as they come. So I, I, think, it'll, I think it'll go over well. I mean, hopefully they have a good little little jingle. Every every football station has a good little intro music, so excited for that as well. Um, <laughs> let's go to the AFC North. Uh, two teams we haven't really touched on this evening: Steelers at Bengals, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati favored by six and a half points, um, which is to be expected. Came out today. Yesterday, I believe, if uh, that uh, Mitch Trubisky is officially the starting quarterback with Kenny Pickett allegedly backing him up. So usurping Mason Rudolph as the backup quarterback there. Uh, I feel like there, I feel like Pittsburgh is like mostly the same team as last year. And I know they got a couple like George Pickens, they got a couple guys drafted. Um, I, I don't expect much out of this team. I feel like. Trubisky is going to have a short leash um, at the end of the day in some of these matchups. I think Tomlin and uh, just his coaching acumen will, will win out and they'll probably be like an average team by record. Uh, but I don't really think they're going to challenge Cincinnati or, or some of those teams in the division for that AFC North title. Um, but I just, I think anytime these, like any four of these teams match up against each other, especially in week one, it's always going to be electric. I love the Bengals. I, I think a lot of people are, are banking on their downfall this year, which is interesting. Um, I, I don't know if I see that. I think Joe Burrow is going to be even better. I think Jamar Chase is going to be even better with Higgins and Boyd. And, you know, that offensive line has some question marks, but that defense still has some guys on it. So I think they're going to be right there for that division too. Um, I think, I think almost seven points is a lot. Uh, so I almost lean towards this game being like a field goal. So I might even take the points there for the Steelers, but I'm just excited. Like, I think this is going to be a great game either way. Yeah, man. I might, I might be absolutely insane for saying this, but I, I think the Steelers, I'm not saying the Steelers are a, a great team, but I think with bringing Brian Flores over to run that defense, yep. I, I really do think, this, um, see, the offense is definitely a question mark, but I think this this Steeler defense uh, is much improved just because of Brian Flores. Um, I think, you know, him his time with the Dolphins. You know, if you look at the defensive stats, most of those, most of those years they were you know pretty pretty close to elite, or or you consider them elite. Um, I, I just I believe in Brian Flores as a coach. I I, I just think. You know, Mike Tomlin, not so much running any part of that defense, if that's the case, and Brian Flores doing so, uh, you'll see a lot different. I think you'll see a lot different uh, looks, a lot of different dif- uh, personnel as far as just like, you know, what they bring on a blitz. I, I, just, I just think that defense is, is pretty decent on paper, and with the right coaching, they get better. Um, Mitch Trubisky, I think, is a, a massive question mark. I, I don't know yeah. about Kenny Pickett's so young that it's like, you know, we don't know what he's going to be or, you know, it's hard to even project that. So I'm not going to go there. Um, I do think they probably stick with uh, Trubisky most of the year only because I, I just don't think the Steelers take chances like that. Yeah. Uh, like throwing a kid into the fire. Like, you know, historically they don't, I mean, maybe, you know, if they start out 0 and 4, maybe they do, but 
I think the Steelers are they, – they were in a lot of close games with, you know, a, a Big Ben that barely had anything left last year. I think you see a lot of the same this year. I think they actually get a little bit better um, this year than they were last year um, just because their, their offense was anemic last year. But um, I still – yeah, Bengals probably win this. I take Bengals between like three and five. You know, like maybe they win by like five. Maybe not yeah. quite a touchdown. I do think the Steelers defense will will have some answers for the Bengals, but you know, uh, with all those guys like you mentioned, um, the, the the Bengals have weapons, uh, you know, and, and it's just it's going to be tough. It, it reminds me of like when the, the Steelers went up and played the Chiefs last year at the end of the year, and they just got the doors beat off of them in the last, you know, in the second in the second half there. So you could see some some of the same, but I, I do think. Long story short, the Steelers are better with Brian Flores there. So I think you will see an improvement. It's just the quarterback position is is very important as well. And, and I'm not sure what they have right now. But. I love it. Elite, elite breakdown. And I'm going <laughs> to say this is a hot take, but I'm, I'm going to say that Kenny Pickett starts more than five games this year for the, for the Steelers. I think, I think they're going to, I think Trubisky's on such a short leash. Um, and that if, you know, they drafted, they drafted Pickett in the first round, I think that carries a lot of weight. And I, I think in this, in this day and age in NFL, like you can, there are ways to, to make the transition easier on a quarterback. And I think Tomlin knows how to do that. Um, no matter who his, who his staff is surrounding him and they drafted him in the first round. And I don't think they drafted him in the first round to have him sit uh, for the entire season. And I could be wrong. I would love for, for Mitch to do well, um, just not against the Jets, and then he can do well after that. Um, but I just think that it, the clock is already already ticking on, on Trubisky. Hey, that's I like the hot takes, man. So keep them coming. That, that very well might be the case. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Kenny Pickett's going to be. I, I, I don't know. He, you know, it could, he could be decent or he could be a bust. I, I don't know. He, he's really like – He's the one I really – I have no clue. But I, I feel like the Steelers don't miss – they're kind of like the Packers, maybe not to that level on quarterbacks, but they don't historically miss often. So maybe maybe that being said, they, they know what they're doing when they when they picked him. So That's a fucking fair point. Uh, <laughs> fucking franchise never misses, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> all right, another – I'll give you this one to, to lead off. Um, another divisional – Divisional matchup. We have the Chargers at home uh, versus the Raiders. Uh, it's interesting that stadium has two home games this week, but one's on a Thursday, one's on a Sunday. Um, <laughs> go ahead, take take that away and uh, preview Raiders at Chargers. Raiders at Chargers. Obviously, um, you know Justin Herbert. I finally remember his name for once. Uh, <laughs> going toe to toe with with our boy, with our. Our absolute favorite guy in the league is with Derek Carr. What a boss. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> I probably hate on that guy far less. Like, we probably should, but whatever. <laughs> it's fun. You know, you got to hate on somebody. So, I have to. Um, yeah, man, it, it's a divisional matchup, obviously, there. Um, I don't know. As far as, like, I, I think the Chargers are, are going to take a step forward. I know they, they acquired some pieces. Uh, can't exactly remember who off the top of my head, but obviously Raiders, 
no more John Gruden halfway through the year, and now they bring in Josh McDaniels um, to coach coach the squad there. That'll be interesting as well. That's a storyline. Um, yeah, uh, I, I want to say I want to say that the the Chargers get this game. I, I don't really I don't feel great about it, but um, I just think they have so much that like like Herbert. It, is so good already and i think they're well they're they're on the cusp of like you know becoming a better team than they were last year becoming a playoff team it's week one i i just feel like the chargers got this raiders might end up having a better season but i I i'm i'm taking the chargers in this one maybe a little bit of an upset i'm not sure who's favored but yeah no the chargers are actually favored by three and a half which is interesting to me um And the uh, I would I don't, I'm not even confident picking the game. I would even just say I mean the over under set of 52. I would just hammer the over. <laughs> I Probably. feel like this is going to be an absolute shootout and a half, especially in LA week one in a dome. I, I feel like yeah. To your point, Derek Carr, uh, you know, getting Devontae Adams still has yeah. Renfro, obviously still has Waller. Uh, they need to kind of figure out the running game and offensive line, but you you know that the passing stats have been there are going to continue to be there and even more so with his college teammate in Devontae Adams and the Chargers to me like you know they have I don't want to say wasted Herbert's first two years because they obviously are in the process of of building a contender but they really need to show some stuff this year my I know they're in a massively (laughs) massively tough division with the Chiefs and Broncos also breathing the other next but um, you know, you signed Derwin James to that contract. Keenan Allen's still there. Mike Williams, you know, Herbert. Clock's ticking on his rookie contract. Austin Eckler, for some reason, is like a like a fantasy darling. I feel like everyone's taking him in, like, the top three. Uh, yeah, I just feel like they need to, like, do something this year. If not, uh, Staley might be uh, on the hot seat. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I would say if I had to pick – I might go. I might go Raiders just because they're they're favored. They're not they're not favored, but uh, it's tough one to handicap because like yeah, you, you know, a new coach for the Raiders, like new offense for them. Basically, you, you kind of know what you get the Chargers. And if this is last year, I would take the Chargers one hundred percent. But I, I do think the Raiders have have gotten better. As much as that pains me to to even pay a remote compliment to Derek Carr, I do think they've gotten better for sure. So this will be a this will be a fun game once. Uh, once I drown my sorrows from the Jets' loss at one at the one p.m. slot, I'm definitely going to tune into this one at the four twenty-five slot, to say the least. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, obviously I, mi- I missed that point on uh, Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay, you know, um, and going to to Oakland. That's a huge, huge addition. I think you know it's been a while since. I mean, obviously Waller's a beast, uh, Renfro, uh, but. Like getting a guy like Devonte Adams uh, and giving him to to a guy that throws five thousand yards every year, pretty much, um, or at least high fours. I mean that that's that might that might be enough by itself. And I mean, granted, it was uh you know I, I think that wild card weekend last last year where the the Raiders went out to Cincinnati, yep. but they played they played a hell of a game against a team that that made the Super Bowl last year with a yep. with a coach with a head coach that wasn't really even a head coach at that point. So whether that was motivation for them, like that guy leading the charge or, you know, they were playing for him or whatever it was, they, uh, they hung in there. Unlike a lot of Raiders teams in the past, 
where it just seems like ever since they, they won it, the Super Bowl with, with Gruden back in the day, you know, they haven't been really themselves since then. So um, maybe, maybe this is the, the era of, you know, the Raiders find a way to, to get to the Super Bowl one of these years just because they're, they're making interesting moves, and I, and I do think they're getting better. So I, uh, I see why you, you can uh, make the argument. But then on the, on the flip side, like you're right, I think the Chargers are another one of those teams. Like they have to get significantly better, and if they don't, you know, things might might go sideways in some respects with the with these franchises. Like they might start, you know, moving elsewhere with with players or coaches or or both. So we'll see what uh that that division, like you said, is just insane. So yeah, it's 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 absolutely nuts. I think it. It's almost the, the uh, AL East of uh, of the NFL. Wait, maybe not this year, but uh, just kidding. It's only the Red Sox that suck. Um, all right, last game we'll we'll pick here, and maybe we get to some other points that that we haven't already brought up yet. Uh, I, I this game Sunday night, Tampa at Dallas. Uh, Tampa's favored by by two and a half points. Um, I like Tampa here. I know Brady's been uh, MIA. Uh, excommunicated for for like two weeks out of training camp. Uh, arguably, they they're reports that he got to an argument with Giselle. So hopefully his home life um, is getting there, repairing all damages, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's going to come out with a vengeance. Uh, this team is is don't forget coached by Todd Bowles. Uh, so I'm not expecting them to have a great season. Um, oh. I'm just I'm just not a fan of the Cowboys, and I made that clear earlier. Uh, I think last year was was a good year for them. I know dealing with some injuries, a 65-year-old Jason Peters, who we mentioned earlier, I think Zeke uh, is on the back nine of his of his career, uh, so to speak. I think Dak is still going to be Dak. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be really good. I like their tight end, Dalton Schultz, um, but I just don't – I mean, they, they don't really have a second wide receiver right now. They don't have a third wide receiver. Um, I, I think they're going to be competitive this year, um, and I believe the year after the Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl, they, these two teams played in that kickoff – maybe it was last year. These two teams played in the kickoff game on Thursday night. So it's kind of funny that they're playing week one again. Um, but just kind of obviously how the schedule shakes out. So I, I do like Tampa at, at the minus two and a half number, um, even though they'll they'll be on the road. I'm just not super, super sold on the Cowboys. If this was like a divisional game or if this was a lesser opponent, I would certainly probably go with the Cowboys. But, um, you know, Tom Brady in a primetime game, um, it's tough because I hate these two teams, but I'll have to go with, with Tampa. Yeah, God, I mean, you could not write uh, a matchup that I would – I'd rather watch paint dry than watch these two teams <laughs> play each other. Uh, God, it's torture just thinking about it. But, um, I, yeah, I think with with everything Brady's got going on, it seems to be like in, in, in his personal life, he doesn't seem to be mentally as, uh, as sharp right now. But I think that will all change Sunday night uh, just because that guy puts on a helmet and becomes a – a robot per se like he just his focus level is insane uh can't take that away from him. the guys what 46 now uh and still at it still playing at a high level obviously so 
uh, to play these huge games as far like they're not built I should say to play these massive like like to play a Tampa type of team yet right uh, they they have the personnel but they just don't find ways to win whether that's Mike McCarthy's fault um Jason Garrett before him like you know what I mean so I'm taking Tampa I think Tampa by seven would even be safe here I, I just don't I don't trust Dallas yet um none of, they haven't proven to me that uh, they should be trusted and I think with everything Brady has going on, I think that's even going to motivate him more to come out and play well. Uh, so I, I just think the guy is, is nearly unstoppable when, when in this in certain situations like this. So it's hard. I can't bet against the guy, unfortunately. So I think Buccaneers win. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised you say they don't have a good season. I, I don't know, man. I I would love to think you're right, but I, I I'm not sure about if I'm sold on that. I think they're still pretty good, you know. Yeah, no, I I see I see both sides. It's just, yeah, I think you know that 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 loss to the 49ers last year, I think, is just gonna kind of be a theme of the season for them. Um, I think that was their best shot uh, to make it with that core group. I know their defense should still be pretty decent. Uh, Micah Parsons in year two is is going to be an animal. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Trevon Diggs. I, I think he is a little bit over. He gets picks, but I think he's a little bit overrated in his coverage ability. Um, yeah, offensive line to me losing a couple guys. Like I, I don't know. I think they're still going to be. They're probably going to have a winning record. Like I'm not going to say they're going to be like fucking five and twelve, but um, <laughs> I think they're going to be like good. I just don't think they're going to be like NFC Championship like good. You know? Right. No, I, I I'm not. Uh... I'm not. I'm. I'm hopeful that happens. I. I just. <laughs> well. Uh. We'll. We'll see. I mean, every year it's the Cowboys are going to do this. The Cowboys are going to do that, and then they haven't. So. Um, right. You know, it might be more of the same. Might be more of the same. Uh. All right. What do we? What do we miss? I know. Uh. Like. You know, Russell Wilson going back to Seattle for his first game is kind of funny. They play Monday night. That's going to be a shellacking. Uh, Chiefs Cardinals play, which is an interesting game. Um, other other than I mean, yeah, Baker plays the Browns, which is funny. Um, any other right. things we might have missed there, Aaron? Um, excuse me, I don't, I don't think so. Like, like you just those games will be interesting. I, you saw what Baker said about playing Cleveland. Hilarious. Yeah, cla- classic Baker, man, guy. Guy's a potty mouth to say the least, huh. but no, nah, nah, he uh, good for him. I mean, I hope he, I hope he drops like forty on him. I, who knows if he will? But um, you know, they they weren't really appreciative for his services. I think the whole Odell thing kind of screwed him up too. Like just knowing that he has to get him the ball. I I just I root for Baker, man. Like I I, I think the kid has such a chip on his shoulder. His whole really his whole career, college, pro, everything. So it's hard to not root for the underdog for me. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think he got a, he got a raw. I mean, he was hurt for like most yeah. of last season. I think he got a raw deal. Uh, I really do. I think that's probably a, I mean, not to say that the Panthers are the best situation for him, but I, you know, it's not like he's going to like a, you know, a, a Jets or like a Jaguars, you know, like they have talent, obviously like McCaffrey, you know, DJ Moore, uh, Robbie and like they're gonna have some guys like Marshall is pretty good so um, 
I think he'll, he'll just continue to be like an effective, get the ball out of his hands quick on time, accurate. I, I don't think he's going to, you know, work his magic with that team, but who knows? Maybe it's an audition for him to go somewhere else next year um, and, and get the money that he deserves. I think, again, I think Cleveland made a mistake. I think they should have kept him, but again, time will, time will tell there. Yeah. Raw, like you said, raw deal for sure, without a doubt, but, uh, maybe it'll be better for him in the long run. We'll see. 100%. All right, well, we're, we're pumped for week one, uh, to say the least. It's just good to have some football back. Had a nice taste of it these past couple of weeks with college football. Um, our final tallies are Rams plus two and a half, Steelers plus six and a half, LA, uh, Las Vegas versus LA over 52, and then Tampa minus two and a half. So we will – Circle back next week on those picks, and uh, if they're wrong, um, you know, we'll, we'll get better. This is uh, this is the first time since like May podcast, so um, we've already got off the rails a couple of times here uh, in terms of this recording. Probably going to get off the rails with our picks, but we'll be back and sharper than ever probably weeks two and weeks three. But uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll transition to college quickly. Um, great week one, um, had a lot of great games, Ohio State. Notre Dame, Florida State, LSU, uh, Iowa won seven to three, which was nuts. Uh, Penn State got the dub. Um, Pitt, West Virginia, the backyard brawl was great as per usual. Uh, any any college topics you'd like to uh, start off with, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I, I'm like, I, I think I go as as hard for Penn State as you probably go for the Rangers oh, yeah. uh, to make a. So you know you can you can understand that reference and and the view the the listeners if they only knew you know how passionate <laughs> we get for for those uh, individual teams there but um, I don't know man I, I I do obviously I'm sure you heard about the the college expansion of of the playoff not going to take effect I think till next year if not the year after I'm, I can't remember that yeah uh, which I think that's a good thing uh, just. You know, to, to summarize that uh, briefly, uh, that, that I think that is a good thing. But uh, let's go down real quick. I'll, I'll go AP top 25. Uh, the usuals, you know, you got Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. And then, as I recall, I know you're not, you know, massively into college, but I, I think last time I checked, you're a oh, Wolverines yeah. guy. I, I can. So, uh, yeah, it depends you, on the day. But, yeah, give me, give me the Wolverines. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the day. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're sitting pretty at number four. You're above Clemson, obviously, uh, Texas A&M, OU. And uh, I don't know if that's accurate. They say Notre Dame at eight, but they already lost the game. So, I, maybe maybe uh, the research department's, once again, it's a new year, <laughs> screwing us again. Uh, it very well could be possible here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I find this this week coming up, a little bit interesting in the fact that um, Alabama, I think they go at Texas. I don't think they play them at home. And yeah, they're at, they're at they're at Texas this week. Yep. Texas looked pretty damn good for week one. I mean, dude, I I was gonna bring up this game. I'm pumped for this game. I I pray that Texas finds a way to win. I I, I don't know if it's possible. I don't, but, but I hope so. I'm hoping. Dude, they got the, they got that kid uh, Quinn Ewers who who uh, mm-hmm. was originally committed to Ohio State, but then um, committed to Texas because he was obviously going to play there as a freshman. Um, the kid with the mullet, he's electric. 
Yeah. And then Bijan Robinson, their running back, is fucking insane. Um, and I know it's Alabama. Like, I don't really claim to know much about Texas other than that. I don't claim to know much about Texas defense. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, for example, Alabama is favored by 20 points on the road. <laughs> so, I think that yeah. tells you all you need to know. You know, Texas yeah. played a cupcake this past week and, and won handily. Um, but I do think this will be a good game. I like the quarterback for Texas. I hope they can at least put up points. I mean, I, I don't know what the sp- I don't know what the over under is, but uh, I, I do think it'll be an entertaining game for sure. Yeah, no, I I did see the spread is is pretty outlandish, but you can kind of understand why. I mean, Alabama is is kind of like it reminds me of the Patriots in their in their prime. They just they don't lose. <laughs> Or if they do, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to win the big games. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm getting real sick and tired of seeing it every year, uh, personally. But, um, yeah, for just real quick, uh, you know, I did – I caught the Penn State game. That was, you know, a game in which they probably should have lost. Um, Purdue had every opportunity after the, the pick six in the uh, third quarter by Sean. Sean, the Red Dogs, <laughs> inconsistent Clifford. Um, so, yeah, they, they found a way, but – um, you know, it's going to be tough. You got to run through Michigan. You got to run through Michigan State. Thank God we play them at home for once. We always got to play them at, at the last. They always play them the last week of the season in in uh, that shithole uh, upstate <laughs> where you can't even see the game because it's so foggy outside. But uh, yeah, man, I, I was glad to see them go one and zero. I would really that really would have got to me if they would have lost that game after being up twenty one to ten at half. They they looked. Really good in the first half, and then things started to unravel as per usual. But um, yeah, one and zero so far. So I'm I'm hype. I'm I'm like extremely diehard. I I think my dad got me into it at a young age, just because he was always yelling at the TV on Saturdays, and I'm just I'm like glued. They're not ranked, but uh, yeah, just kind of take care of one game at a time, and and uh, you know. For all I know, it could just be Alabama and Georgia again, or yeah. you know, maybe maybe Michigan makes the, the massive jump this year. Uh, as, as Michigan's been pretty good, it's just uh, will they have enough? I would say quarterback play is the is the question there. For, for I uh, uh, I will say this: I'm I'm happy that that Penn State won. I who who do you guys have this week? We play Ohio U. Not you go you go two and zero. I love that. Love that for you. Um, I uh, I watched the first half, most of the first half of the Georgia Oregon game. Uh, I I think I think Georgia could probably beat the Jets. I, I they are they are. I mean, I was like, there's no way this team can be as good as they were last year. Like their defensive line is great. They're they're they have three tight ends who could probably play like edge rusher in the NFL. I swear to God, there this one guy I forget his name might be like Washington or something. His last name. He's like 6'7", 250. He trucks dudes. He got the ball. It looked like a screen pass and ran it like five yards, contact, basically like stepped over a guy at like slow motion and then got the first step. This team – and like it's not like Oregon's a bad team. They're obviously like a Pac-12. Like they're not, they're not an SEC team, but like they're not – they have NFL players. They're not a bad team. And they were like just an absolute dumpster fire of a team. And Stetson Bennett looked pretty good. I was like, you know, if there's a weak link on this team, it's probably a quarterback. I know he came up big in the playoff and the national championship, but 
if there's a weak link, it's probably him. And he, he fucking answered all the questions and their receivers are, are good. Their running backs are good. It's like, this team isn't, I, this seems an absolute wagon, like an absolute wagon. Do you, do you think they beat Alabama? Like if, if it comes down to them and Alabama, you think they can beat them again? I think if they play tomorrow, they would smoke Alabama. I think it's a, it's a long season. Obviously, I, I don't know when they they probably play. Like what? Uh, well, I guess they would meet in the in the SEC playoffs. But uh, I think they would. Yeah, they their defensive line, dude. Like they were five yards into the backfield within like half a second of the ball being snapped. That's probably just like a product of Oregon. I feel like they typically have a good offensive line. I just, I don't know. I, that they just like they, they, their defensive tackles are like legitimate, like refrigerators, dude. They're massive. See, like I give you enormous credit. Like if it's not Penn state or like, okay, I have to, no matter what sport it is, man, for me, like I have to watch my team or a team. Yeah, I, I feel hate. You. Like if it's I a team, I, I'll, I'll watch like if Ohio state's playing, I'll turn them on just to root against them. Like <laughs> I can't stand them. Like every year I can, that's like, that's worse almost than the Patriots to me. I, I just everything about them, can't stand them. Uh, the stupid thing on their helmets, everything, whatever, you know, everything about that that university, I, I just don't like. But um, yeah, man, like I, I, it's I can't remember the last time I watched like an SEC game, which I should because like, you know, more times than not, those are the players you'll see in the NFL and right. Also, it's just such a high level. Like I know the SEC is better than the Big Ten. I just I fell in love with Penn State at a young age. I fell in love with the Big Ten. It's just like tradition for me. But I I, I truly take your word on that. I'm sure Georgia is an absolute power. And and it's kind of crazy because like what five six. I mean I know Stafford went there. They've had they've had some good quarterbacks come through yeah. there. But they haven't really been like this much of a power. Like I'm I'm used to seeing Clemson. And then right. mix, and they've kind of taken a step back, and and now you see, you know, Ohio State's always been there, but you're starting to see like Georgia in the main, the mainstream of of you know the great teams. So I take your word for that 100. percent Yeah, I I didn't have a, a rooting interest, like obviously in college. Like I'm I'm certainly more of an NFL fan than than college fan, and I have rooted for Michigan over the years. My girlfriend goes to Rutgers, so I'm trying to follow them a little bit, even though they're ass, but. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I might, I might pay attention more to the SEC this year because like you said, like this, these are where the NFL players are coming from. Like the Jets draft SEC players, like are big time players every year. And I'm always just like, who the fuck's this guy? And then like Elijah Moore, like coming out of Ole Miss, you know, from weeks like, you know, five to like 13 last year, he was like the third best wide receiver in fantasy. And I was like, I have no idea who this kid is coming out of school. Never watched him once. Looked at his highlight tape, and I was like, this kid can fucking absolutely fly and dice people up. Same thing with Garrett Wilson. Like, he fucking balled in college. I fucking didn't watch a single second of him. So, I thought right. like I just, just want to, like, watch more to, like, know who the next guys are because, you know, you can be watching someone who's suiting up for your team on on Sundays. And it's it's cool. Like, I, I feel like college football now more than ever. Like the top, I know you're going to have the top – the top teams or whatever, but you know, if, if the 24 seeds playing like the 18 seed, like it's, I feel like it's going to be a competitive versus like 12 or some of those teams that are like fighting for conferences or jockeying for position. I feel like those games 
are always solid. Yeah, man. I, to me, like, and I think even Burrow touched on it, like when he was playing at LSU, like the atmosphere of college, just even like, you know, I haven't gone to a game in, in honestly years, but just like watching this, like if, I, if it's a Penn State whiteout, if it's, you know, if they're playing, unfortunately, at Alabama, like there's those atmospheres are just crazy. Like, right. I, I, I don't know. It's just a spectacle to be to be seen. You're good. But yeah, man, that that pretty much wraps up. Like, it, you know, uh, everybody has a, a favorite, or, or everybody has a uh, opinion on. You know, is this sport league better than that? But uh, for me, it's just massively entertaining every year, and it's it's such a quick season. But but uh, yeah, they both have their pros and cons. I would say. Hundred hundred percent. Yeah, I I think that it it's it's always going to be part of like the bigger sports landscape. I think, I think as, as you mentioned with the playoffs and things of that only get more popular and uh, I have to make my team selection official uh, from here on out, but uh, excited for college football this season. And uh, that would be good. uh, Who would you like, if you gun to your head, like you're, you absolutely have to pick, would you still say Michigan or do you have? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Michigan, but I don't know. There's some, there's some SEC teams that intrigue me a little bit. I don't know. You might might keep that as a tease for for the rest <laughs> of the season. Uh, I don't. I won't say Ohio State, obviously. Um, yeah, thank God. <laughs> I, I'm not even a big Michigan like you know Penn State, Michigan. That's a little bit of a you know they they want to beat each other, but God, anybody anybody but Bama and Ohio State for me. I'm, I'm <laughs> I love it. Um. <laughs> Dope. Let's let's uh, let's wrap up this solid first show back with some some baseball talk. Have uh, the AL East uh, in the thick of a couple of races. The Yankees were up by a million games. Now they're only <laughs> up by four on the Rays and five on the Blue Jays. And the Royals are are barking up their heels as well. Um, you have some other exciting playoff races. The Dodgers have won a trillion games already. Um, AL East is, is fascinating with, with the Braves now a half game back of the Mets. You would know they were like 15 games up at the beginning of, of mm-hmm. July, I believe it was. Um, any, any races or anything stand out to you, Aaron, just as we kind of head towards October for baseball specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I've been following, what is that, the, that's the AL, I want to say it's the AL Central, what well, the, the Cleveland, yep. the Guardians. Uh, the Guardians and the uh, the White Sox, right? And uh, miss oh the Twins. So, yeah, the Twins kind of like had that division. I wouldn't say in the bag or anything, um, but it it was like like they had substantial leads and they've they've kind of faltered. That I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, Terry Francona managing the uh, the Guardians. I'm I'm a fan of him. Obviously not a fan of the Red Sox, but I think when he was there, uh, yeah. I have guys like I, I have trust in. So the Guardians, I, you know, they probably don't do much in the playoffs. Obviously, it's an AL, AL super deep. You you know, you can make a case for the Yankees, the, even the Rays, the the Blue Jays. Just the AL East teams by themselves could one of those could take them out. But that, that's an interesting one. I, I didn't think the Guardians were gonna win that division, and and looks like they, they probably will um another one 
obviously I've been hyped with with the Orioles being I would say ahead of schedule with like the playoffs at this point just because <laughs> I got my, my hope for them. Um, but yeah, the the like you touched on the the NL East is is the Mets, you know, pretty much had stranglehold on that division like like the Yankees did, and now they faltered. I, I'm I'm the first one to tell you that the Mets will choke, and I still do sure. think they will choke. I'm not I'm not believing in them. Maybe next year, um, once they have this season of, you know, playoff experience, you know, with Alonzo and Lindor and all those guys, you know, maybe next year. But I, I don't think they do it this year. I mean, hell, they lost to the Pirates today, which you know is kind of crazy. But it's a long season. I I do think the the Phillies have been underwhelming at times yeah. this year as well. Uh, that's another team that. I think, dude. I honestly, God, I think they're like third or fourth in payroll Jesus. now uh, in the whole league. Uh, you know, they added Schwarber, Castellanos, uh, Kyle Gibson in the, in the rotation. Like they have a ton of guys, but they're still. I mean, they they're in third place in the NL East. So it's it's like, at the end of the day, it's it's a you know put up or shut up league. And I I just they're 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 gonna make the playoffs most likely in that wild card spot. But um, it's tough. I understand that, but. Dude, the, the I'll, I'll say the last thing is is the Astros, the Dodgers. Like there, there are some teams that are just far above and beyond some other like most of the other teams. I still think the Yankees on paper and and the Yankees potential with the pitching is is downright scary. But um, the way they're faltering, you don't want to go into the playoffs faltering. So no. um, it, it's it's inter- it's been a pretty interesting year. I'm just glad that like. For, for my sake, like, you know, just for, for the Orioles, it, it, they've been in the – they're in the race. It's September and we're still relevant. So that's been a, a great surprise. I just it'll, – it'll break my heart if we don't make it now. Like, it'll – I just want to see them in the playoffs. They get swept, that's fine. Just make right. it in, in, so. I, I would say, like, you, you guys are – you guys are definitely one of the teams that's going to be there for the next, you know, four or five years, like with Rutschman the kid that just came up hitting a fucking home run in his first game. I think it was like that, like that was crazy. Like your, your closer is insane. Like I've been paying somewhat, not like close, close attention, but somewhat a, a little bit of attention to the O's and just AL East in general this year and try to watch as many Yankees games as I can. And they've been certainly frustrating over the past month. Like you said, they, they got to figure out a way to get hot going into October. Um, I, I think that, I think that they're pitching, uh, I guess I'll go back to the Orioles. So I was talking about them first, but um, if they can, if they can find a way to get in, I would almost be like, look out just because of like, it seems like they have like team chemistry, like the fans in Baltimore, are, like all behind them. I feel like for the first time in probably a good, you know, 10 ish years, like they're, they're knocking on the door of, of being competitive. Um, I would say if it doesn't happen this year, like it's, it's massively exciting. I think you guys just drafted that kid, um, Matt, Matt Holiday's son, right? First overall, Jackson, <laughs> which is like son. makes up makes us feel like ancient at this point. That Matt Holiday's no, son's getting drafted first overall. I know but, it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like it's, it's just like a it's just a testament to you know their their farm system is is going to be crazy. It already is crazy with with Rutschman and some other guys, but. Um, yeah, I think it'll be it's in this season has been like good in general. I feel like for, for the MLB, a lot of interesting storylines like Dodgers Astros still there, but 
with teams that are like up and coming. You mentioned the central race is insane, which is always exciting. You know, Mets, you know, the Mets and Yankees both having massive leads and then kind of losing them. So, um, yeah, I, I'd also say Aaron Judge is going to hit like 85 home runs, which is exciting. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I think he, he will break Roger Maris's AL record, Yankee record, if you will. Do I think he's getting, I think Bonds had what, 72? Do I think he's getting that many? Probably not. Um, do I think he's getting MVP? Absolutely. Yeah. He deserves it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and if you're a fan of Otani, I understand, but not your year, pal. Maybe next year. Um, the Yankees pretty much are, are Aaron Judge in pitching right now. So if he doesn't get the MVP, yeah, I don't know, no, I'm with you, man. I, uh, I think more so than anything, and I'll, I'll touch on two little two little tidbits. I think that I've watched. I, I don't know. I, I've just I've really really watched a ton of baseball this year. Whether you know, even if it's random teams and things, and I I've never maybe it's just because watch as much in the last couple of years, but I feel like the umpiring oh, this year has been you're like, 100% like, right. I mean, I saw I was watching the O's Toronto uh, yeah, you liked my tweet, I mean, you probably saw that oh, where dude. that ball was like four inches below the zone and I thought it was going to hit the ground <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like, they got to do something, I, I don't care if they have to go to all like electronic you know, uh, ball and strike, you know whatever you want to call it, just ball and strike technology where there's no umpire behind home plate. Like they got to do something to make the game more consistent because, you know, one out versus no outs, it changes the whole dynamic of an inning. It changes, you know, everything is baseball is yes. It's a long game, but you make a couple of pivotal calls like that, that can definitely, you know, swing momentum one way or another or, you know, change a situation where they're going to bring this guy in versus this. Like, it, there's a lot at stake, especially late in games, and then if to to call, you know, a third strike. And I've seen it on. I'm not just saying that because it happened to my right. team. I've seen it happen to Ox. I forget who they were playing, and the Red Sox. I think it was Christian Vasquez was up to plate, was up to the plate, and he got called on his third strike. That was, I mean, it was too like at least three inches off the corner and I it's just they gotta do it's horrible this year like it's it's there's no excuse to for it to be this bad and and the other thing I'll say is, is I think the the San Diego Padres might be the <laughs> I don't even know how to explain they might be like the Washington commanders of baseball Dude. like they could have they could have Jesus on their team no, I shouldn't say that they, <laughs> they could have they could have Babe, Babe Ruth, Ruth. Prime, Ken Griffey all of them and they still wouldn't win like I, I don't get, I know they're they're in the same division as the Dodgers, but like they, they for as for as much uh, talent as they have, man, there's no there's no excuse why they're they're not better than they are. Yeah. I'll say that I've, I've never heard of a team that gets so hyped in the offseason that is just irrelevant by like the end of August. Always, it's, man. It's like every – and I know the Tatis thing, but like getting Soto, it's almost like these guys. Oh Go and go to San Diego and just automatically regress and become irrelevant. Like I know Machado is still like pretty pretty good. Uh, I, I would say, but like the what was that? What's that pitcher from uh, Josh Hader? Like closer. he, dude, he has like a fifteen ERA after being one of the best closers in the MLB. Yeah, 
strong or stand once once gotta be just something in San Diego. I mean that you know, but the I mean the uniforms are like kind of trash, but uh, <laughs> whether it's a uniform thing or it's like a, a team and hoping that the team like gels, but um because baseball's weird, I feel like it is it's like an individual sport, but like it's a it's a team game because you have to have the chemistry to to fight for your guys and and pick each other up. It's almost like a football team that it's it's tough to achieve like chemistry like team wide. But uh, I don't I don't know if like I don't know what the issue is. It's just like a guy a guy like Juan Soto should not go there and like just automatically be like. 10 times worse than he is in Washington, which is Yeah, nuts. no, 100%, man. Like, it's it's one of those teams, like, you should be able to bet on to win most series. And, like, they find a way to – like, they – I think they lost two out of three to the Washington, to the Nationals. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, like we, we've touched on before, like, it's a long, long season. But they're, they're, they, I see them lose, like, two to nothing, three to one. And I'm like, I, I don't get it, man. Like, Machado has been – Machado in the in the beginning of the year, well, up until the All Star break, was up for NL MVP. But Goldschmidt is just putting on an absolute clinic this year. So I mean, yeah. With with that being said, like you know, he's not going to get it. But still, like they have the pieces in place. Like Cronenworth's not bad. Obviously, you add uh, Soto. They have you Darvish. They got uh, uh, Mike Clevenger. Like they're loaded. Like paper they. Like I said, like it reminds me of like the Washington football team, where in years past, like they would be loaded, uh, you know, in, in a lot of different like off seasons, they'd go out and load the team up. This, that, and the third line that they they are where they are. Like they're not even in play. I they're they're trailing the Phillies, and I think the Phillies are the last wild card spot in the NL. But um, yeah, it, it like you say. I mean, you you uh, you touched on it you know, in a great way, like that's just, it just blows my mind. I mean, you can make the case the angels are the same way, but I would say the the angels are far less stacked as far as a hundred percent. So yeah, a hundred percent, but it's, I mean, it'll be a good, it'll be good into the season. I'm excited for the playoffs. I feel like there's days of baseball and these races down the stretch are like some of the best baseball that gets played. And, Obviously, October with with baseball and and football on the same time is going to be a treat. So, I'm excited to see where yeah, it shakes yep. out. See at least. 100. And and the last thing I'll say is just uh yeah I think you're you're spot on with Judge. He's one of those Yankees I can't really give myself the hate just because he's not he's not a dickhead uh and and he just kind of shows up plays the game the right way uh and, and he's just a hell of a player like his, his to be that tall and to be able to get to that many home runs. I mean, it just, when, it, when I watch him hit, it almost looks like it's a, it's a meatball every time, but it's <laughs> probably just because he can get to the ball. Like he just right. makes it look very easy. So yeah, we can, uh, we can wrap it up there. I mean, I think we <laughs> damn near touched on, on everything. This, this EP here. Oh yeah. We, uh, back in a big way. Don't call to come back. We know, Listeners forgot about us, but uh, anytime football comes a call, and we'll always answer the answer the bell. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll try to make this enough, you know, more of obviously a weekly cadence for sure. I'm um, excited to break down 
week one, uh, week two of college football, continue to break down some of the baseball races. We'll eventually uh, get to the MLB and NHL a couple of months. But for now, um, just excited that football is finally back. And uh, back, so is like you said, back in a big way. And, and we'll go from here. And, uh, you know, to whoever listens to this, I'm, I'm appreciative. And hopefully we uh, – you know, we can keep bringing you content as we go, like we've always tried to. But, uh, yeah, that's the goal. Take us home. <laughs>